I'm diamagnetic, you're diamagnetic, maybe we'll figure out a way to fly. Diamagnetic. D-I-A-M-A-G-N-E-T-I-C. Diamagnetic. There was a news article making the rounds a little while ago where it showed a picture of a little frog suspended in a water droplet, which was in turn suspended in air. Levitating, basically. So you had a flying frog. It was just floating around, uh, anti-gravity frog just floating in there, and it was alive, it was fine, it was happy, but it was a floating frog. How did the Dutch researchers who uh, first reported on this uh, some time ago, how did they do this? They relied on the fact that a frog's tissues and water in general are diamagnetic. When we use the word magnetic in everyday life, in real life, we typically think of those things that stick to the refrigerator when you put them on there, or the little strong magnets inside our hard drives that stick to everything. Or we refer to those materials like iron, which may not stick to the refrigerator naturally, but which are attracted to magnets. And iron can become a magnet if you magnetize it, if it's touching another magnet, or if you run an electric current through it. That's one whole class of materials. But then you have everything else that is not attracted to a magnet, and you can't really magnetize it. Those are diamagnetic. For example, water droplets. If I throw water droplets against my refrigerator magnet, it's going to come right off. If I throw a frog against my refrigerator magnet, it will not be attracted, and that's animal abuse, and it'll come right off. Don't do that. However, these materials that we traditionally think of as non-magnetic actually are magnetic. They're a little bit magnetic, but they aren't magnetic in terms of being attracted to magnets. They're actually repelled by magnetic fields. Water, a frog, wood, uh, a bunch of other materials that you might think of, they actually respond with a tiny, tiny repelling force when you put them in a magnetic field, which is how those Dutch researchers floated a frog. They had a tiny little frog and a tiny water droplet and put it on a very strong magnet to demonstrate that, hey, Every one of those atoms and molecules inside that water droplet and frog, they were being repelled by that strong magnetic field. And in fact, all the other traditionally magnetic materials that we might think of, like iron, they also experience a diamagnetic force when they are put in a magnetic field. They experience some kind of repelling force as well, but it is so much overpowered by the attractive force that we don't notice it. So when it comes to water droplets and frogs and all these other things, they don't have any attractive force. They just have this little repelling force. And so if you get a small enough object, you can make it basically have a little anti-gravity shield. And those Dutch researchers in Nijmegen in the Netherlands, they explain it really well on their own website, and you can check it out. But they say how every little atom and molecule becomes like a little tiny repulsive magnet in the water droplet in the frog, and you can basically float them because the force, the diamagnetic force that each atom experiences perfectly balances out the force of gravity. As engineers, we want to ask, why would you ever do this? Because in theory, you do things not just for the hell of it, but because 
there's a purpose and you're serving a customer and whatnot. Well, let's listen straight from the source why they did this. Those university researchers in the Netherlands, they said, we levitated a live frog and other not very scientific objects because of their obvious appeal to a broader audience and in the hope that researchers from various disciplines, not only physicists, would never ever forget this often neglected force and the opportunities it offers. You heard it. That's what they said. That was written, you know, many years ago, but the word diamagnetism was coined in the 19th century by Michael Faraday. I mean, we've known about it for a long time. And lately, some folks have been proposing to use diamagnetism for other educational purposes, to get people interested in science, to teach about balance of forces in physics, maybe to teach about material properties. Other engineers have been proposing and researching using diamagnetics in microelectrical mechanical machines or nanotechnology. If you want to make a tiny little frictionless motor, maybe diamagnetics would be great because you don't have to input any energy to exhibit or see this property. And imagine little tiny, cute, frictionless motors that are floating and levitating like a tiny little maglev train. I mean, that is kind of neat to think about. So Diamagnetism is a very interesting force at the smaller scale, and NASA used it to study the effects of microgravity on mice, apparently, so maybe we can keep on using it for other things. Diamagnetic is our engineering word of the day. Hey, it's your host, Pius, saying thanks for listening to the Engineering Word of the Day podcast once again. As you might know, I also host a longer-form podcast called the K-12 Engineering Education Podcast. And you can find it pretty much anywhere on the internet, but the website is k12engineering.net. Please visit and check it out.